On this episode, I ruin Jason's life with Reefer Madness. And she ain't talking about the movie musical. Boo. Boo. Bad joke. Hey, come on, you guys. What, I, what is this? I don't, I don't understand. You can't do push-ups to this. Yeah. So why are we even here, then? We double-booked the studio, y'all. Mm. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I think this should actually be audio that's included. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> the point? So I'm just gonna get myself from here. <laughs> you probably There's no should. beers left, but there is straight vodka. Okay. It's in the fridge. Well, okay. I guess we're just this is part of the podcast. Now. We'll just. Hi, welcome to Ruin My Life, a podcast about uh, two people who are committed to a project, and two other people who just come and go as they like. Hey. We just, just run back and forth throughout the apartment as, as soon as we start rolling. I'm Kelsey Goldman. I'm Jason Edwards. There's some other people here, too. Yeah, there are. Uh, <laughs> there are two people who are here for another podcast, a podcast that's supposed to be about health and fitness, but they're also two kind of stressed out people, so yeah, there's a drink break. I'm watching one member of this uh, health and fitness podcast make himself a, a beverage right now, which consists of... What is that? That's, that's vodka. A, it's a protein shake, I promise. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a protein appletini. It appears to be, uh, let's say, vodka appletini, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> I've been promising for a long time to make a protein shake cocktail, and goddammit, tonight's the night. Oh, are you really going to put protein in there? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to put protein in there. Yeah, so, totally. So, 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 to peek behind the curtain, uh, what you would usually be hearing right now is a podcast called Ruin My Life. Yeah. About me and Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, you know, sharing the things that we love with one another or with our friends. But today, I guess that's all just gone out or, the window. Or you could really be listening to right now a podcast called Andrew Ninja Warrior. Sarah, what do we do on Andrew Ninja Warrior? Well, Andrew, we, we try to train. We try a different uh, fitness or diet regimen every month. Mm-hmm. And the end goal is to get you on American Ninja Warrior in January. And your face says to me that you just tried the drink you made and it is very bad. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what our podcast is about. This isn't going to go well. It's about... <laughs> so as I understand it, your podcast is about eyeballing uh, apple liquor and vodka into a coffee mug and then reacting to the results of that mixture. I mean, it's close. To, I mean, how many taste tests have we done? We've already done quite a few. Yeah, we've three or four, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh. No, that's, well, sorry. that is good because we are talking about the effects of intoxicants on the body. Okay. <laughs> should, should we explain to everyone why it is the four of us are all here at the same time? Because it's true. We really did double book the studio. The studio is being a bit generous with, with uh, <laughs> what we record this in. A more accurate term would be apartment or yeah. room. But you I, know, I think it all worked out. Right. I mean, it's not like we could have recorded one at 7 and the other at 8. Instead, we have to just sit here and ramble so that we go until 9.30 anyway. Yeah, no. I think that's the ideal scenario. I also think Andrew and I don't want to do our exercises anymore. (laughs) This is our escape. So should we talk about Reefer Madness? Yeah, okay. I'm just going to try to pretend that these two aren't actually here. Sounds good. No, but we are. They're just the peanut gallery. (laughs) Statler and Waldorf, Waldorf, is that their name? Statler and Waldorf, yes. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> okay, so is that is that are you good? Are you done? Never. No, I, I will say one last thing, listeners. <laughs> Andrew hurt his shoulder. Yeah. So we cut out the uh, the thirty day challenge. We're very sorry if you wanted to hear our recap of that. Since since we know everyone was really excited about us doing the butt challenge, we will. <laughs> this is the first time hearing this. Oh yeah! Well, no, we talked about this, right? We did. I forgot. Yes, we did. This is, it was your idea, Andrew. I don't think Kelsey's listened to our most recent episode yet. I haven't actually. So it's, a surprise. it's next in my queue. It's a surprise to her that we did say if we quit this, we would do the butt challenge. That's true. We so had a, a week of butt. No, don't want to finish. No, a week of butt stuff. A week of butt stuff. A week of butt stuff. So uh, we'll be uh, we'll be researching uh, the butt challenge. We'll bring that back for our next episode, which will be uh, not double booked and us. Um, And you'll hear more about that then. But instead, 
we think we'll just bring like a, a ninja warrior point of view to Reefer Madness yeah, for this episode. That, that's our plan. I really yeah. didn't think we'd be the serious ones okay, in this episode. So, so what's going to happen is <laughs> you guys have decided to abdicate your responsibilities to your listenership. And said you're going to hop on our backs as we carry you up this mountain. <laughs> that's right. Well, I, I would say we're, we're going to bring something great to this and something fitness related. We did all watch the movie together. That's true. I mean, yeah, it falls into the rules of our podcast. I'm not sure it's it works quite the same in both directions, but, you know, that's <laughs> I've got for some you all to connections about. if you'd like them. Okay, let's hear them. All right. So, actually, wait, how many connections do you have? It's one. <laughs> but I'm going to say it twice. And it's tenuous. Okay, great. Let's get it out of the way now. I was going to say maybe you could, uh, you know, drop them as we go along through the podcast. No, it's just so, the same okay, one over right, and over. Well. Um, well, on our podcast, we talk about fitness and diet. And I was thinking that for May, our diet thing could be dope-ing, like steroids. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a movie about dope, the drug. Okay. I think we're going to have to talk about this off- Very offline. Tenuous. Very tenuous. Do they let you dope and go on American Ninja Warrior? We'll Pretty find sure out. I'm sure the answer is no, <laughs> but you we'll know. We'll find out. We'll have Ellen do some research. <laughs> so is she come. your research assistant? She is. Yes. They have a research assistant. Did you all ask her? I know you. Oh said, no, okay. absolutely not. I mean, she probably will help. Well, so presumably anyway. she's, she's heard the podcast by now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she'll know you all intend for her so to take that role. I just have Great. to ha- not have talked to her about this for another week. Yeah. Okay. It'll be fine. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, don't apologize to us. Apologize to the listeners of your podcast who again are hearing this right now. <laughs> This I mean, is... maybe a little bit to the listeners of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, but the listeners of our podcast are about to, any second now, going to get what they came for. That's true. Uh, the entire content of uh, what you promised to give in your podcast is, is now basically dispensed with. We're, we're, we're through that Oh, part. no. I have every intention of bringing up in Andrew Ninja Warrior or just the television show Ninja Warrior repeatedly throughout this. Okay. So this week we're talking about Reef of Madness, the movie musical. Which is based on the 1936 exploitation film of the same name. Reefer Madness is a musical comedy about marijuana use in the 30s, which tells the story of the Harper Affair. As a good hearted Jimmy Harper and his high school sweetheart, Mary Lane, fall in with the wrong crowd and descend into sex crazed madness <laughs> when they start smoking the demon weed. Was that verbatim the Wikipedia summary? No, I wrote that. Okay. <laughs> Very That's nice. how good it was. It sounds like Wikipedia. Um, it's based on a 2001 off-Broadway production that was obviously based on the, um, the 1936 film, and the 2005 film was made for Showtime, stars Alan Cumming, Anna Gasteyer, and Kristen Bell, among some others. Kristen Bell, uh, as... (laughs) Among others. (laughs) Among others. So you you just didn't name the lead character in that? Yeah, I guess I didn't. Christian Christian Campbell? Christian Campbell Reprise, Nev Campbell's brother. Nev Campbell's brother reprises his his role from the stage, as well as Kristen Bell and John Cassier. Um, both were both in the two thousand one uh, stage production. Nev Campbell's also in it because her brother's in it, I guess. <laughs> Which also, he is the most Donny Osmond looking dude ever. Like, I just like if I were a casting director, I'd be like, yes, obviously you play Jimmy because you look like Donny Osmond. I'm sorry, the most Donny Osmond looking dude next to Donny Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> The film, (laughs) like the musical it was based upon, was written by Kevin Murphy and Dan Studney and directed by Andy Fickman. Now, Murphy and Fickman would go on to create the musical version of Heathers that ran off Broadway. Classic. Which makes a lot of sense once you've seen this movie. Did it not go to Broadway? No. Okay. It ran in L.A., right, and then off-Broadway. very, very successful off-Broadway run. run. Okay. Uh, And while Fickman would go on after this to direct such movies as Raced Witch Mountain... Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Just two? Just two. Just the second Ooh. one. And, and, and She's the Man, starring Amanda Bynes. That's a great movie. I like She's the Man. Well, it's from the auteur behind Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. There so you go. Just keep that in mind. It's Twelfth Night. Ish. It's based on Twelfth Night. It's sort of based on Twelfth Night and one of the guys. Which was probably based on no, She's the Man has a bunch of exercise in it. They're soccer players. Let's talk about exercise. Drake? We're not going to. Oh, okay. Um, so, anyway. So, we watched it on last Friday. Don't say it. We watched it on 420. We watched it on 420. I think the listeners can do the math on that one. Um, Kelsey, let me ask you. You've seen this movie before. Yes. Many years before. Many years before. I actually realized when we were, when I was doing, we were getting ready to watch it and I was putting 
things together in my head that I saw this movie pretty pretty shortly after it was released, which really surprised me because I like thought it was old <laughs> and it was like a year old maybe. When you talk about putting things together in your head, I think about either that I think about that scene in Sherlock where he's like trying to think of the word hound <laughs> and he's like scrolling through all different words in front of him and like slapping words out of the way and there's all those zany sound effects. I wish my head was like that. Or that, that gif of the white lady looking at the different math equations. It's more like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I saw this like pretty soon after it came out. I, I think it was like my junior year of high school, which was like 2006, 2007. Um, and I thought it was like, oh, cause I, I thought it was like older cause like Veronica Mars was on TV then. And I was like, oh, this is Kristen Bell like a long time ago, but it was like <laughs> two years before that. Um, and there's that whole thing when you discover things at a certain point in your life yeah. where you just assume like oh, this is so cool. It must be, like, a thing that I just found rather yeah. than, like, oh, it's new and I watched it. Yeah, and I really liked it and I made my college friends watch it. Uh, my college actually did a shadow cast of it at one point um, on 420. They did Rocky Horror on Halloween and Reefer Madness on 420, which says a lot about where I went to college. <laughs> my college also might have done Reefer Madness shadow casts, but I'm not sure. Well, my college did an actual production of Ooh. Reefer Madness. <laughs> to it. Outdoors, in an outdoor theater, I was the lighting designer and the head of tech, which <laughs> seems inexplicable for most people. I, I see plenty of continuity there. Yeah. <laughs> From that to where you are now. But uh, I, I nearly electrocuted myself setting up lights in the rain. Good. And it was a really great production. It's also how two of my dear friends met and fall in love. So I always like think fondly of that when I think back on a Reefer Madness, Aww. which we That's also nice. had a 420 performance. Of course. Was there anything different about the 420 performance? The 420 performance <laughs> involved real marijuana <laughs> instead of fake marijuana. <laughs> Scandal. It was very entertaining. So when characters were smoking the, what they normally would be fake prop marijuana during the, the, the musical, yes. it was in fact real live joints. Yes. And because it was an outdoor theater, the entire audience was also smoking <laughs> real marijuana. Mm. Yeah, nice. see, my college uh, did their production in, like, June, but they still smoked real, real <laughs> marijuana. 620, man. 620. <laughs> Blaze it. Blaze it. Yeah, so I've liked this movie for a long time. It was, you know, my part of my early exposure to Kristen Bell. A formative time in any young a woman's life. formative time, obviously. Um, and, like, I love musicals in general, so why not? This was, like, I think the first thing I saw Kristen Bell sing in. So that was, like, I was, like, oh, she can sing. So you weren't <laughs> taken by surprise like the rest of us rubes when Frozen came out. No, <laughs> I wasn't. Although you... you was I supposed <laughs> to make a joke there? <laughs> I, I was thinking about and trying to decide if this is funny enough to mention that when I saw Frozen, I got confused about which character was which. Yeah. And I thought that uh, Kristen Bell was portraying Elsa. Mm -hmm. So when Let It Go began, I was like, boy, Kristen Bell's really giving it her all. <laughs> Man, she's reaching un unforetold heights. <laughs> wow, good you go, Kristen. Yeah. I, I went the entire movie thinking that one character was played by a different actress. Oh, that's Animation. Cute. You know, I'm Animation. Strong. Were you like a were you like a theater kid in high school? Have we talked about this? I was. No, you were a sports kid. I was a sports kid, but I had theater tendencies. <laughs> oh I gosh. mean, look at the people you've surrounded yourself yeah. with as friends. So I I kind of think I ended up in sports because I just kind of played sports so young, and I went to a private school where we had no cut team. So like, you made the team at a at a public school. I would not have made sports teams, mm -hmm. um, but um, millennials. You know, um, all about their participation trophies. And I just I started playing hockey so so young that I just kept going. But in middle school, I was in I was in the plays because they didn't over like hockey season was shorter and they didn't overlap as much. And I did for the first two years of high school, I did the musicals because they were in the winter and I didn't play sport in the winter. But for, you didn't like you know train maybe try your dead hang or some push ups or no no no, no stop it stop it no. <laughs> Eat Stop some, it. Do the whole 30. Maybe that's a good way to spend a winter. Just eat a whole bunch of protein. Anyway. We have, we have a no segue law on this podcast. <laughs> we Shouldn't. just say anyway. If you, if you want to have a discursion. A digression? Diversion. Digression. I'm trying to define digression. digression and discursion. But we digress. Discursion? Yes. Digression. I forgot my point. <laughs> the point is, if you want to have that in the podcast, you've got to write that in the notes. <laughs> what I'm trying to get out of here is, did you like crowd around with a bunch of like your 
awful theater friends to watch this movie? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I was in. I was in a. Um, Whose basement did you watch it in? Witten's probably. <laughs> Shout out Witten. <laughs> um, Friend of the podcast. Maybe mm. I don't know. She might. Listen. <laughs> Jen and I were in like a like sort of extracurricular of the theater theater <laughs> troupe, and we put on shows for charity for from like third grade to like under the podcast charity <laughs> and Wait. so we were in high school so like i did i was in like into the woods in high school but not at school mm-hmm. so i had a lot of theater friends who watched the original 1936 version before they watched the music? getting ahead in the notes oh sorry <laughs> this is why you always read the notes well, this is did why you share you us the notes the computer so we can all see the notes it's actually the next thing in the notes oh. okay. <laughs> we can we can just deal with that now i yeah. watched um the original 1936 film with my awful theater friends, a.k.a. Just Morgan. Um, <laughs> friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Uh, I'm here to tell you, don't do it. It's not good. <laughs> don't want, it's not worth it. It's like it's only like 60 minutes long, but it feels like an eternity. It is not funny at all. Maybe there is. Is there an MST3K version of this? I actually Ooh, don't know that. Because like I'm trying. That's the thing that always gets to me is how did this become a musical? Because it's not like. Good bad. It's not fun to watch the nineteen thirty six. It, it, it version. has a reputation as being good bad, mm-hmm. but like most things that are have a reputation, it's actually just bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ain't uh, Mano's hands of fate. So pe- <laughs> I, I believe you know people who uh, it, it's, it's been around for so long. People who enjoy cannabis have taken to it ironically because you know it sort of is this big hysterical anti weed push that like makes it seem like if you do weed. If you do weed, if you do weed, <laughs> if, you, if you take the weed and you smoke it like a cigarette, <laughs> you will like go crazy, kill people, ruin your whole life, jump out of windows. It really is like what this movie makes it seem like it is. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it's 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 kind of a bummer, really, because mm-hmm. like really bad things happen to these kids, and it's clearly like you don't feel empathy for them because it's like a poorly made PSA film. But uh, you don't watch it. My my question was really like I haven't seen I haven't seen the the original. And this particular adaptation is meant to highlight the fact that that movie is so ridiculous and dumb. Um, and my question for you is, like, is it a good... Like, it's basically a parody of, of that type of film and that film specifically. Is it a good parody? Does it do a good job of, of making light of how ridiculous that movie was? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually have some thoughts about this. Please, share. One thing I really like about Reefer Madness, the movie musical, and I do like it on the whole. I mean, we'll get more into that, into that later, yeah. but I, I do like it, is that because it's, it is a parody of these very over-the-top things, it, is, it, ha- it has the, the sort of the, the campiness that's inherent in almost any musical, especially movie musicals, is like built into the story itself. And so, you know, because it is a parody of these things, the audience understands any sort of weirdness or you know, flatness or, like, tonal strangeness that they might see otherwise, they understand that as part of the experience and, like, the intended effect. And it's, like, it's not that musicals or even all movie musicals are bad, but there's, you know, there can be a larger barrier to get over when you're making a musical or especially a movie musical to make people enjoy and to connect with the audience. And this movie doesn't have that same problem. Like, you could, you could, like you could show this to someone who doesn't who doesn't like musicals, like isn't into them, and they could still enjoy it on some level, which is not true of most movie musicals. You don't have to get over the like idea of camp as a stylistic choice, because it's because it, it doesn't stick out from the narrative. It's part of the narrative. It's an, it's intentional camp. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of musicals are just camp because they are. Yeah, just camp because that's the natural state of the form. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a thing in musical theater where like you're supposed to break into a song when the emotion of like dialogue isn't enough like the emotional whatever of the dialogue isn't enough to pursue or i cannot speak <laughs> does anybody know the thing i'm trying to say you're, you're trying to say when words when spoken word no longer right resonates you have when, words fail. when words fail when words, words fail, fail. That was which, weird. Which also, like, I feel like I, Andrew, I what we should really be doing in this episode is like a play-by-play of like uh-huh. how Jason and Kelsey are doing as a podcast. Oh, God. So I feel like right now, like, I feel like they really had a good back and forth there. Are about, you, like, the are nature you, are you of Matt and Akbar? Yeah, are you the Akbar or the Matt? Here? I feel like, I mean, I want to be the Matt, but it's up to you. Do you want to be Matt or Akbar? I'm louder, so I think I could be Matt. Okay, all right, I'll be Akbar. Oh my god. <laughs> 
I feel like they really came forward with a lot of knowledge about musical theater and how they want to talk about satire. You can't see this bit makes really, me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Andrew's really dancing hard right now. He's dabbing all over the place. He's doing, is that the stanky leg? Oh my goodness, Andrew. Taking it back to 2012. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I was curious, Jason, is the story of the 1936 movie the same story as the one that the 2000 movie is? 2005 movie is telling i had to look this up on wikipedia because again i have not seen the original movie in uh, many years 14 15 years oh mm-hmm. boy uh it is roughly the same mm-hmm. it's a little bit different but the overall like mary dies in the roughly the same place her name is actually mary in the movie not mary lane but mm-hmm. um most of the same stuff happens there's actually like there's two like male romantic leads or not romantic leads but, like there's two young men who get caught up in the world of pot and the, you know this the reefer den the reefer den is run by the two uh, older characters and but they sort of they sort of combine those two young men into one character for the movie musical which makes a lot more sense <laughs> like the story actually is you, you can tell they, they tweaked it to make it function closer to what an actual like story looks like in real life <laughs> or not in real life but you know in narrative fiction that's not just meant to drive home a very stupid social point uh, now we're going to open up the floor to questions. <laughs> but that was a question. If anyone has a screenplay they want to pitch, please approach the microphone. It is now pitch time. Oh, God. No, <laughs> this is the most uncomfortable thing. That's right. Get up here and talk about how you, how you uh, have a movie you I mean, did make. you all see that Westworld? Oh, my gosh. What Oof. What if we had a, a movie called... I didn't see the Westworld thing. Uh, there was a Westworld panel and someone came up for the Q&A session and they were so terrible and they broke every rule of Q&A and so that was literally the only question and the moderator was like, all right, shutting this down. Oh, no. no. Makes my skin crawl. I was going to say something about like coral reef madness. No. No, there's no. nothing there. <laughs> I'm realizing I apologize to the audience and to myself. I made a tactical error just then because I was trying to reference that Westworld thing that Sarah just explained when someone tried to pitch their uh, story to mm-hmm. Jonathan Nolan during a Q&A. But I forgot, we actually do have a section on this podcast where we pitch we're, things. We're <laughs> and this, that has not begun yet. <laughs> pitch season is not open. Submissions are closed for the time being. Good to know. Good to we know. might as well just make it a segment. We do it every episode. It is a segment. It's a segment yeah. at we this point, We just need a little right? theme song for it. It's pitch time. Pitch it's time. time. Hey, Netflix, don't you want this show? God, I really just don't know. <laughs> it's pitch time. Um, gonna do some plugs. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've we've sort of analyzed it in a intellectual sense, um, can we talk about if you like the movie, if you didn't like the movie, what you didn't like about it, what you liked about it? I like it. I'm gonna say a lot of that is is because of Anna Gasteyer. God, put Anna Gasteyer in more things. Anna Gasteyer's performance in this movie is fantastic. Andrew, did you like it? I did like it. Uh, I guess we haven't talked about the fact that this was my first exposure to the film also. Mm. I liked it. End of story. Mm. I still like it. Same. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we all like it. And we all agree that Anna Gasteyer does amazing. Oh my gosh. Like, I forgot how good she was. Yeah. Every single line she delivers has got something to it. And it's hilarious in, in a different way every time. She's just at 100% the, the whole way through. And Krista Bell is great. She does a lot of stuff. I, like she does a lot of dancing. Like she, she she really puts in work, and it's impressive. But Anna Gasteyer is just so effortlessly funny at every moment she's on screen. I also, um, when I was watching, it was reminding how good John Cassier, who plays Ralph, is in this. Like I'm just like he's really like selling this character in a way that like the college boy turned weed obsessed madman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a character that n- nobody here can quite relate to no uh, <laughs> let's just not look through old facebook photos of any of us <laughs> i feel like it's a self-burn but i can't tell <laughs> i think it's a self-burn <laughs> yeah it's a self-burn um yeah i i actually still really like this movie i think that some of the jokes have not aged well in recent years the but rape jokes mostly mostly yeah those, yeah. those are the bad ones <laughs> There's, um, on, there's only really two. I mean, but they boy they land with a no. with a deafening thud. <laughs> Though still good. Can I mean I'm assuming we can just spoil Reefer Madness for everyone, it, right? I, yeah, it's you know. Everybody when, dies. When when Anna years Gesteyer years? is killing, um, what's that character's name? Jack Stone. When Jack she's Stone. killing Jack Stone. That is to me like 
perfection because it's a woman like from the bachelor (gasps) oh my god you're holy shit Was Anna Gasteyer a contestant on The Bachelor? No, No, but but there was a guy on The Bachelor whose name was Jack Stone. And, you know, yeah, he already seems like a fictional character because Jack Stone (laughs) seems like a fake name. Wait, if Anna Gasteyer was in The Bachelor, though, I would watch that season of television. So what you're saying, Anna Gasteyer, Bachelorette, you're divorcing me. You're going to go try to see what works. No, I said I would watch that season of television, Sarah. (laughs) Are you not listening to me? My God, I could just divorce you and go get married to Anna Gasteyer. (laughs) I could uh, just. I do believe there are two people you would need to divorce in that scenario. <laughs> For listeners of Ruin My Life, there's been a long running bit on our podcast <laughs> where I am also married to Jason. Yes. End of story. I have made the decision to not address this bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Please respect me and my family's privacy in this trying time. But Anna, but Anna Gaster is literally like killing him with a garden hoe. It's great. And the blood is spraying and she keeps singing and as this blood flies into her face then goes down and picks up his heart and it's just <laughs> it's so well choreographed and so well done and every time that scene comes up there I'm like oh this is my favorite part of Reefer Madness which leads me to what's everyone's favorite part of Reefer Madness? The moment where she lifts up the heart from behind the couch and it's like this, yeah, that's this photorealistic, like still pumping human heart is is very good. <laughs> I, I I very much enjoy listening to Jesus, Jimmy, it, as, as a whole. Um, Robert Torty, who plays Jesus, and that is great. Um, who is a theater actor and and like one of those guys who's in like a lot of things. But he, I think, in theater, he's played Jesus and or Judas like multiple times. <laughs> I, I really love um, Alan Cummings' role who is like the presenter of the film and like the meta story but then he's also kind of a narrator in like the jimmy and mary story uh and in particular my favorite part i think might be there's one part where they look out a window and there are six different alan cummings <laughs> on the street and it's not even like they don't even belabor that joke at all like no. you see them and they're like you, you, you might even miss that's all they're all on cummings in yeah. fact i did until dave pointed it out oh, yeah <laughs> dave yeah alan cumming is is great and the whole the whole like meta the way they present the story is i think really really well done and then the way it sort of you know seeps together at the end mm-hmm. and alan cumming becomes the villain <laughs> really has been the whole time but because he's because spoiler alert it's all about stoking people's paranoia and their fear and bigotry which i thought was a clever at the end but it could have been further developed if they really wanted to make I think that it could land. have too yeah yeah because it doesn't really land mm-hmm. yeah it's an interesting this is the first idea, time but... hearing of this yeah no that's what like like the whole like bonfire at the end is supposed to be like okay he goes from town to town and he stokes a bunch of fear and gets people like burning bibles and music and books and whatever mm-hmm. but like they don't I don't know. You're right. Hey, hey, as, he, as he drives out of the town he looks at this the camera and says something like you just gotta stoke their fear to make them hear it. I don't know whatever he says mm-hmm. it rhymes the musical whatever and it's like cool but if you're gonna do that you gotta put in a little more effort it's like it's a cool idea with a suboptimal execution yeah if you were gonna like try to like retroactively give like lend meaning like not even that much more meaning but just like some level of impact and meaning to the story you, you go for it I, I i i wouldn't i wouldn't mind that yeah so i guess i guess that's the that's the part of reefer madness like i was like the whole FDR ending thing. Like, that's where it kind of falls apart a little bit. Like, honestly, I would love for it to just end with Anna Gasteyer killing Jack Stone. <laughs> like, and lifting up that heart and being like, I'm free. And if that ended and Jimmy were just in prison and we didn't have that weird FDR subplot, like, I would have been cool with that. Although- I, I like what they're trying to do there. It just, I think it could be tweaked and, and made better. The one thing I will say about the FDR subplot <laughs> Another Alan Cumming. Well, first off that. But secondly, it um, at one point, the movie posits that smoking marijuana can give people superhuman strength. <laughs> and welcome back to Andrew Ninja Warrior. <laughs> For the month of May. <laughs> We're going to smoke all Every the day. marijuana. <laughs> We're going to see how that goes for us. We're going to do a bunch of tactical challenges. We're going to run some obstacle courses. We're going to take lots of statistics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of, like, height tests, Uh pull-up tests. See if you truly have superhuman strength or if maybe you just want to lay on the couch forever. I have a feeling it'll be the former, not the latter, but there's only one way to find out. So you're all going to smoke marijuana? All day? Every every day. day. (laughs) Move in, we gotta move in, move in, move in. (laughs) 
No, listeners, we're going to bring up like eight different things we might do for May this episode, and you have to guess which one's no, real. No, no, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. My favorite part of the musical is the, the old five and dime. Oh, Down so the old good. five and dime. Just because, I mean, it's, it's not the funniest song. In fact, it's basically joke-free. But it's the most satisfying as like just a piece of musical theater where mm-hmm. there's choreographed dancing and singing. And I wish it wasn't Nev Campbell, but... <laughs> I don't mind that. You see me hung up on Nev Campbell being in the movie. I don't know why she's there. Because <laughs> she's pretty. I'm just saying you seem to okay. be implying that she's only there because um, Christian Campbell is there. Or... Yeah. But like, I think if anyone's benefiting from nepotism, it's not Nev Campbell's brother. No, I just think... I mean, it's, I mean, it's not Nev Campbell. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's nepotism. I'm saying it, it seems like she just wants to be in a movie with her brother. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with this that. Is, this is just like Ariana Grande and Frankie Gun- Grande. There's a Frankie Ari- Grande? Yes. <laughs> Ariana Grande, technically the more famous Grande, but Frankie can hold his own in some musical theater and is pretty famous in Broadway circles. Hold True. up, hold up. You know who else can hold her own in musical yes, theater? Yes, Ariana in 13. Original cast but of we 13. Have, we have, have we seen her since? We have seen Frankie in many productions, but we have not seen Ariana. I just want to issue a quick clarification uh, on the term famous in... Broadway circles. Are you saying? Has been in two shows. Which means not famous. <laughs> oh. I think, I, words, I, I think, no, I, I think what it really is, is I'm in too deep and I don't have a good sense of what's real and what's not. Are you trying to keep up above in your head instead of going and under? I'm in too deep and I'm trying. Yeah, she gets it. Yeah, she gets yeah, it. Why, why no. can't you be more like her? Is that <laughs> of you? Why can't you be more like her? Is that a Spice Girls song? No. Some 41. Although, it's an interesting <laughs> parallel to draw there, Andrew. And welcome to the 40 ounce. <laughs> Daniel? <laughs> RP Daniel, miss you, buddy. <laughs> See you at the crossroads. <laughs> oh, God. That joke is for like eight people. You, my friend. But for those and I'll tell people, you all about, about it when I see you again. Love you, Daniel. <laughs> Come a long way from where, where we began. Damn, who knew all the things we flew, good times we've been through. That'd be standing right here talking to you about another path, Daniel. I know you love to hit the road and laugh, but some told me that it wouldn't last. Had to switch up, look at things different, see the bigger picture. But those were the days. Hard work for every phase. And I see you in a better place. Durham. <laughs> uh, sorry, everyone. I was in my feelings there for a minute. But I promise I'll never feel things ever again. I'm, I'm off that. Great. Um, down at the old five and dim. Great musical theater song. Good tap number. Well, I guess it wasn't really a tap number, but in, on stage it should definitely no, be a tap number. No, it was also a good fun like ensemble number. Mm-hmm. The old five and dime reminded me weirdly of christmas story on fox the live no, presentation i see that i see that a part of me thinks a christmas story might have taken the sets from reefer madness that were just oh sitting God. in storage somewhere for 12 years do you know how long show sets sit in storage i guess i don't you're right how long is it decades oh no it's crazy well showtime is owned by cbs right? <laughs> oh. maybe not what Am I missing something? No, you just poked a hole in our theory. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because, yes. Yes. But Fox but is owned by... Fox. By, I think NBC? <laughs> <laughs> well, Disney wants to own Fox. I thought Anything. they already did own Fox. No, Disney owns ABC. Oh. Is Third it, base! Is Disney part of Yum! Brands? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but... Yum! Yum! Beans? <laughs> can Disney own Yum! Brands? Because I would love it if I went into Taco Bell and they suddenly had, like, a lightsaber crunch wrap something okay i need you to stop right there and this is now pitch time because you're explaining <laughs> to me exactly what a lightsaber crunch wrap something what would i be. what i want is my crunch wraps to be seared by lightsabers not not by like a grill press but by lightsabers because okay, lightsabers are a thing <laughs> that exists world? yes because you know disney has the money and the technology and they're hiding it from us i, w- I will say this is now conspiracy podcast <laughs> with Shit, we've run out of permutations of hosts. (laughs) But no, I guess what would be like more fun is like somehow making like Kentucky Fried Chicken, but then there's like Tatooine Fried Chicken. I don't know. (laughs) Disney could buy Yum Brands. There's things there. I need more time to riff. Okay, so what I'm, what I'm thinking is... We, we had a transition, and then it got off the rails. Well, no, my transition... That doesn't sound like this episode at all. Also, also you, you, you have 
posit you have you've tried to develop a, a crossover between Star Wars and Taco Bell, <laughs> centered around the um, the Crunch of Supreme, but you've chosen the lightsaber as your point of reference. When I think there's already a circular disc-shaped object within the Star Wars no, universe it's, that's it's, pretty famous, it's, the Death Star. So it's the Death, death Star Supreme. <laughs> it's the Death Wrap. No, no, no the, it's Millennium the Millennium Falcon. Oh, sorry, Alderaan Supreme. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's 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 that the casino X-Wing. from the most recent uh, Star oh, Wars yeah. Canto Bright. Supreme. It's Canto Bright. Or or you can just make the the the, the Crunchyroll look like BB-8 somehow. I don't know. Aww. Wave one Supreme. No, BB-8 sounds great. Let's make a BB-8 Crunchyroll. So what you get is a Crunchyroll, and eat then a BB-8. tinier Crunchyroll that's BB-8's head. <laughs> but then we have to eat BB-8. I mean, it's like the same way that you get cereal that's shaped like your favorite characters, or like the Spaghettios that were Spider-Man. Like you know, it's like, like that. A- it's kind of like it's oops, all BB-8. You can get cereal shaped like Reverend Matt Jameson from the TV series The Leftovers. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> all right. Do you guys know anyone who like makes cereal? Because I feel like I have to make this happen for Jason. Surely there's somewhere you can buy custom cereal. I don't know that there is. <laughs> Even if there were. Sure Even if there were. So, so what we're... we were trying to do here before I. Derailed I mean, everything. Taco Bell is relevant to our podcast. I digress. Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you. That's a bit from us. Um, we we were talking about the how Christmas it reminded story, me yes. of a Fox Live musical. Yes. And how I feel like there are a lot of moments in Reefer Madness that felt a little bit, probably due to budget constraints, yeah. like a live musical. Mm-hmm. So with that said... Reefer Madness is, is the <laughs> only musical that is the Fox Live musical version of itself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe there is any way to to make it more like a Fox Live musical than what it already is. Say you could you could make this a live musical because it basically already is, and it's really good. So why wouldn't you? Other than the fact that it could never be on network TV because of the content. <laughs> um, but so like what, maybe some sort of streaming service. Yeah. Could you could Netflix do their first live programming? <laughs> or Hulu? Hit us up, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix, you want to get into the live TV game? I mean, how far are we from Netflix just being a live television channel? Well, they're, they're already they're already going to buy a whole series of old chain of movie theaters, so they're going to have that on lock. And they're they're slowly mm. testing the waters. I feel like with the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale. If you could put this on live on TV, who would you put in it? We know who's great, that Anna Gasteyer. I love her. I'd love to see her in more things. No, 100%. That role is not changing. It goes to Anna Gasteyer. Yes, Anna Gasteyer is like the Harvey Firestein of Hairspray for of Reefer Madness, yeah. where that I, role is always played by her no matter what age she is. And I think you cast um, Kristen Bell as the uh, the other blonde lady, the Reefer Mad blonde lady, Sally. Yeah, Because she's older now, and I we guess. know that she can do, like, dirtbag really well. <laughs> um, She's older, but she looks about the same age she did in this movie. You're not wrong. <laughs> Do you think that Kristen Bell has made a deal with the same devil as Paul Rudd? Possibly. Mm, yeah, I thought I had Paul Rudd thoughts when we watched this movie because this movie was like 13 years ago, and she still looks the exact same as she does in The Good Place. I think in the live version of this, I would want um, Rachel Bloom to play the Alan Cumming role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Good call. Good call. That's yeah. Good I mean, there's a lot of people that could do that role, but I just want Rachel Bloom to be in everything. I was about to say, couldn't we have just an all Rachel Blooms version of Future <laughs> Oops, all Rachel Blooms. Oops, all Rachel. <laughs> who, who is playing the um, the Christian Campbell part? Oh, that's hard. I have a suggestion. Andrew Reynolds? No, he's too old. He's too mm. old. I have a suggestion. He could play Jack Stone, though. It's Andy Samberg. He's also kind of old, That's though. fine. He will always convince you he isn't. <laughs> Andrew, he doesn't have the range. Oh, shit, you're right. (laughs) This this feels like a real challenge. Like, I'm trying to, like, I think casting Mary and Jimmy is actually really hard. (laughs) Because I don't know. Like, I'm trying to even think of, like, Broadway talent. Like, there's a bunch of kids in School of Rock who would probably be pretty good at it. Well, just just so you know, the guy who, Christian Campbell, was, like, almost 30 when he played this part. So you don't actually actually have to be young. Let's pick two cast members from Disney's Descendants. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, so it's Dove Cameron. As, Dove Cameron is Mary. As Mary. That that works. And y'all were on and that. Jafar um, slash Aladdin. Son. I don't know any of the dude's names. <laughs> yeah, no, I realize I don't know any of Cameron Boyce. He's Boo Boo Stewart. Because <laughs> it seems like we're honestly, going with Boo Boo Stewart, regardless of. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that is not his real name. That is his nickname. I think. Or he's, he's I think that Boo Boo Stewart. The, he, Cameron Boyce is the one that plays Carl Deville's kid, right? 
I feel like he could do it. Yeah, Boo Boo well, is because is my first thought would be child. Belle and the Beast's kid. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't I think he has the range either. <laughs> no, but he has the chemistry with Dove Cameron. They're pretty cute together. Oh my God. Which I guess <laughs> this is a big reveal. This is more of a Descendants spinoff now than an actual uh, fully fledged thing in its own, right? Listeners, we've all watched Disney's Descendants multiple times. <laughs> One and two. <laughs> yeah. I can't recommend it. Can't wait for Enough. three. Yes. <laughs> right answer. Highly no, recommend no, the no, weird no. animated series that happened. Also that. I have watched all of that. I haven't. It's, it's good. Fine. But yeah, no, Duff Cameron. I think that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like you gotta you gotta go into that well. Yeah. And like, I mean probably someone on a teen show on the Wait, DW. What about Ariana Grande? No. Frankie Grande. I would actually love for him to play Ralph. I think that would be an interesting turn for the character. Who is the character of Frankie Grande? Okay, we need I need to show you some pics. Wasn't he on Big Brother? The first time I met him, he had a mohawk full of glitter, and I was like, this feels right. Neil Patrick Harris. For what? Anyone. I don't care. For please. Jack Stone? Well, see, my, my only other argument for the Alan Cumming character is Stephen Colbert, because yeah. Yeah, they're the same I person. feel like mm. this is this is Frankie Grande. He had hair like that, but it was full of glitter. Mm-hmm. Just to break this down for those listening at home right now, Sarah has produced a cell phone <laughs> and showing Andrew pictures of... A, Frankie Grande, is that right? Yeah, Frankie Grande. He has a lovely faux hawk. Well, turn around. Let me see it at least. This is him and Ariana. Oh, oh God. Boy, look at this boy. <laughs> he is... I can see how that would work oh. for Ralph, though. The hair. Right? Every, the it hair would be an time. interesting turn to take. It would also, like, I mean. It would make the Mary Sunshine song. I mean, obviously, in, the, in, this, in this. No, it would actually make the. It would make it actually more upsetting, honestly. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Like, it would. Um, something this movie is mo- missing we haven't talked about. We have to about, make it gayer. Is <laughs> there is no queer representation. There is no person of color representation hold outside up, of one, one Asian woman. And it was there for a joke. Terrible <laughs> joke. And I get that, like, the whole 1930s thing, you're like, well, it's got to be white people because it's the 30s. And if you're going to create a mob full of crazy people, it's going to be white people. <laughs> But I mean, like, if you're going to create a mob full of crazy people, it's usually going to be white people. Oh, yeah, no. I would say that's <laughs> Even true in 2018. In, unfortunately, yes. Um, More so in 2018? Possibly. Since we're still in pitch time, technically. Pitch time. Pitch time. <laughs> um, are there, round two you, you, Jason and Sarah might be better <laughs> at this. Too. Are there any other like similar sort of propaganda exploitation films that you would like to see given this sort of campy musical parody treatment? My first instinct was that I want to adapt the 1973 British public information short film called The Spirit of Dark and Lonely Water into a musical. Uh, it is a very creepy 90-second short about a uh, berobed uh, Reaper-esque figure voiced oh, by Donald Pleasance who stands near bodies of water and lures children to their deaths. Oh, is there's a, like a... So it's like It? It's kind of like It, but I'm, I'm thinking about it more like, more like like a Phantom of the Opera style thing for this guy. He's, he's such, an, he's such, a, such a commanding presence, and he, he has, his motives are so inscrutable. Like, why does he want to kill these kids? Why does he care so much about? Why is it them? a public information short? What information is it imparting? Uh, stay away from water, or you'll drown. <laughs> do, how well do they convey that message in ninety seconds? Strongly. <laughs> this, this 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 spirit. He's he's a creepy dude. You don't want anything to do with this guy. We we also discover the end. His one weakness, which is. Of course, sensible children. He has no power over them. So there's your arc right there. Uh, can you give us like the name of two songs from this musical? Um, well, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I just opened up the Wikipedia page of this thing. There's a three-paragraph synopsis of this short film. <laughs> I mean, one of the songs is clearly Danger, No Swimming. Right, right. <laughs> and and also, Sensible Children, the finale. Of course. Yes. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, his most famous line, uh, only a fool would ignore this, but there's one born every minute, is basically like a musical theater line to begin with. Yeah. Like, this dude basically is like an extra dark Disney villain from the get-go. <laughs> I have a second answer, which is perhaps more timely and more uh, uh, fertile for adaptation, yeah. which is we can adapt either the, the Day After or Threads or any of those like nuclear holocaust scare films is that the- came out in the 80s. The Day After is a famous 1980s miniseries or i think it's actually just a television movie that aired in the u.s in the in the mid-80s obviously about the threat of nuclear annihilation and what would happen in the event of a nuclear war i think that would be good they watched an episode of the americans i'm aware of which i know you all have watched yeah 
Um, so I think, and then Threads is like basically the British version of the day after they released it the next year. It was like a mini series on on television. It was even more grim than the day after, as I understand it. So I think a take on the um, the, the scare tactics of nuclear war propaganda or, or, or and like anti nuclear war sentiment, all is very timely right now. I mean, since we invented the atomic bomb, it's never not been timely. But right now, I feel like that's more in the air than it has been for the last twenty or thirty years, even. So I think there's a lot of room there to, to play with the idea of. I think that could be good. Of a scary. Um, the, the, the only thing is it's, it'd be, it'd have to be a different tone because unlike marijuana, uh, nuclear arms are a thing that actually could destroy, could destroy the us, planet. Yes. <laughs> but I just think there's a lot of material there. I don't know. Yeah, I like. I keep thinking about the drugs part of it, mm-hmm. and like the whole. What was it like? Mid nineties. Like, like dare and we stuff. all dare Ooh. like we all remember the commercial like this is your brain and it's an this egg this is your and brain on this drugs this is your brain on drugs and it's a fried egg so you know the oh. most delicious breakfast item ever oh, and she, she gets out two pans and she's banging them like like drums all around the set like, and then it's stomp but like I <laughs> I was thinking like what better way to keep kids off drugs than to make them sit through a, a two hour stomp but performance like, but, but really think about like the the Reagan era politics of drugs mm. there's some like. Oh, I have. No, I'm I'm putting on like my serious Sarah hat now. Like there's there's a musical in, and and there's a parody again because like Reefer Madness was was a parody of that same kind of fear. Yeah. But there's a musical about policing drugs and bring light to the whole the racism, the institutional racism yeah. fraught in the war on drugs and and how you know most of the You're incarcerated up population down. is yeah. is in you know is young black men imprisoned for. And you maybe know, having marijuana in the in in less quantity than white, you know, middle aged white women do, and they're yeah, yeah the whole thing. Or, or you We're know, getting political. Yeah, and, but, and, <laughs> and maybe you start touching on the fact that then you legalize it in your state, but you don't immediately free all the people who are in your prisons mm-hmm. for that drug that is now legal. And now you have white people getting rich off of a drug that black men are still in jail for possessing a small amount of. And so what I'm saying, it's really ridiculous. Is as a middle and it class, needs to be brought to light. And as a middle mm-hmm. class white woman, I have no right to write this musical, but. I put the idea out there for someone who has more of a right to write it and won't seem like a hypocrite or preachy or terrible by doing it. Just going to throw that idea out there. But set it in the Reagan era and have some commentary on uh, institutional racism. What a a lovely, thoughtful answer. It would be so hard to top that. Andrew, you're next. (laughs) Here, can I give my other answer? Will that help? You got to do it in Andrew's voice, though. I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. Uh, Or I guess I could just talk really low and pretend I'm Andrew. Hey, guys. (laughs) Ellen. I love Ellen. Ellen's great. I love Ellen. How good is Ellen? (laughs) You're getting into the voice. I like that. I feel very attacked, so I'm going to get some more vodka. I would also do a musical adaptation about a fitness competition show where people have to run through obstacle courses. Called Ultimate Beast Madness. And it's set to popular songs from the 1980s because that's what brings in the ticket buyers. It's like songs like Hungry Like the Wolf. Yes. But just on loop 20 times for an hour and also, a half. Also, Eye of the Tiger, but we do it better than the Rocky musical did it. You can't do that. It's we impossible absolutely to do. Can. Just, uh, trying to, just trying to remind see. our listeners that we're still going to do a podcast about Ninja Warrior Fitness after this. I'm going to do a great job of it. <laughs> So once again, to bring it back to our podcast. Sure. If we were going to put all the characters from Reefer Madness and American Ninja Warrior, <laughs> who would win? And why? Explain in a five-paragraph essay with a clearly defined intro and conclusion. These seem like questions we should be putting to you. Shit. No, I want to hear from you guys first. We'll answer, but you guys have to go first. I don't really follow the sports. I don't really, I'm not really into the whole thing. <laughs> it's pronounced Sasuke. <laughs> <laughs> um... Do you want us to go first while you all think about it? I don't, I don't want to go. You guys just go. Do <laughs> no, it. you have to go. You have to do it. How, how dare you? How dare you come into my, my space and, and throw, threaten me with bits? Give me setups. Hey, this is also our space. Don't forget that. It's an Oops All podcast episode. Um, I think... I, you, I originally... You, you guys don't play fun little like casting games on your podcast. That's our thing. We do bits. 
Yeah, but not never like this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that like is this. very true. I think true. you guys should do a bit, though, about, like, two fictional people and who would win. Who would win. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was originally going to vote for Kristen Bell, but the more I think about it, the more I want it to be the weird goat man in the orgy song. You mean the devil? No, the no, goat man weird, in the orgy the song. in the orgy song. I'm pretty sure that's meant to be the devil. No, because no, the no, devil no, there's, is later and he wears a suit. the devil in the Jesus oh, song. <laughs> yeah, no, this is the weird goat man from the orgy song. It's like Pan. I forgot. Yeah, it's Pan. And he seems like he would really, See? really have the a lot of endurance. Man. <laughs> with with a lot of like propulsive force in his legs, I feel like he could really jump over oh. the obstacles. Pillow. Oh, plyometrics. plyometrics. Oh. Kelsey, okay, wait, Kelsey is now being there? sexually no, aroused by the goat man. We're getting sucked into a Wikipedia uh, wormhole on live on air. I'm not going to do this. On the goat man. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the goat man. And what I'm saying is <laughs> the goat man is full of propulsive force in his legs. Mm-hmm. So he'd do a really good job of jumping. He never skips leg day. <laughs> and I think he seems like he's full of endurance of all kinds. He does seem to live in a volcano. Stamina. <laughs> yes, lots of stamina. Well, my original answer was going to be Alan Cumming because, you know, you would think you saw him at the beginning of the course and then all of a sudden he would just magically be at the end of the course like he does. But uh, I'm changing my mind, actually, based on your testimony. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think there's a clear winner. And a guess... Dyer. Is that how you pronounce your last name? That is, that is how you pronounce it. Yeah. That's not the clear winner. And a gas dyer. No, I mean, I think we're forgetting about the incredible display of upper body strength she displayed when she ripped a man's beating heart out of his chest. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. But you guys, you guys, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. It's right. He would fall off the obstacles and just walk on, on the water. <laughs> Ducked on. <laughs> Hard to argue with that. Do you want to argue with that, Andrew? Do you want to argue against the sovereignty Jesus? of Jesus Christ? <laughs> Wait, this is not a sovereignty thing. This is Lord an American Ninja Warrior thing. Uh, also, he might not do very well. Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Lowercase he. Oh. He might not do very well, but I think it would be much fun to watch Ralph take a stab at the course. <laughs> yes. Uh, just, you know, see him maybe like stare at the obstacles and try to run in the opposite direction. Or... I feel like Ralph would be like a William Hung style fan favorite right. and they'd just bring him back every year to watch him like step on <laughs> two of the floating thingies and then just fall off. Yeah. yeah. One thing we do know about Ralph is we see, especially in his uh, his one of his last numbers, is he has a, a, a intense uh, horizontal leap. That is true. Oh, yeah. He clears a lot of space in that last uh, Though that he looks like he's jumping in one place <laughs> and then jumps distinctly to another place. Tell me that's not an advantage. Do you do you think that he could jump 14 and a half feet? Oh, that was definitely 14 oh, and a half sure, feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. So let's talk about the new warped wall. This is honestly a thing that's happening. Oh, yeah? Yes. They are, this year in Amer- on American Ninja Warrior, they are setting up two warped walls side by side. One of them is the typical 14 and a half feet wall. And if you want, you can take three tries at that. And if you can't get at, get up it after three tries, you fail the obstacle. To the right of it is, I think it's 17 feet high. If you try it once and get up it, you instantly win $10,000. If you try it and you cannot get up it. You fail. You can't. You can't go you back can't to the try other that one. that wall again, and you only have one shot at the other wall. Ooh. I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, I love it. That's a gambling element to American Ninja Warrior. It doesn't need it. It's already a fake game show. Oh shit! Shade throne. I mean, it's got a, It's not a. It's not a competition show based on skill. It's got a <laughs> casting process. Like, I mean, yeah, it is based on skill somewhat, but like, it's not like there. Are, See. Yeah. I most game shows are based on luck. So I thought like I thought your argument was gonna be it's not a game show, it's a experience. My argument was actually it's a reality show, not a not a sports not a competition. competition. Well, I would say it's a reality sports competition, but not a game show. Are the Olympics any different? Oh, let's not bring up the Olympics with Kelsey. This is not gonna go well. If your argument is that this they... girl went to an ice skating show recently. I'm just saying I've had a lot to drink and Kelsey hasn't, so I think I can win this one. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Kelsey, if, if your argument is that they, it doesn't count as a uh, an actual competition because people were selected based on like charisma and likability mm-hmm. and how Olympics. They, like, I mean, I think every like, pretty much everything in life goes by those same rules. They're just less, less explicit than they are in game I shows. I just, I'm like, I feel like in like the most powerful person in the world may, might not like get the chance to like 
be seen by as many people as like someone who's just like less strong or whatever but has better pr well maybe i'm maybe i'm is there like amateur ninja warrior competitions <laughs> yes there where are. you can like win those and get like to like a regional competition and then like a national competition regional. so <laughs> there is the nnl the national ninja league oh god <laughs> And also the competitor, the XNL, the Extreme Ninja League, run so, by Vince McMahon. <laughs> so what we're saying is, like, if you don't get a Ninja Warrior, we're then submitting you the NNL, right? That's our next step. I guess that's what I inadvertently just said. Oh shit. <laughs> um, I, I yeah, but I think there are people who like build up their cred in in amateur Ninja Warrior okay. before they wind up on. I guess I would just take it more seriously if there was less of the like sob story stuff. I agree. <laughs> the, yeah, that's very like. American Idol did that to all of us. Yeah. In Sasuke, they just literally took the first hundred people that lined up. That's awesome. <laughs> they should do that. Really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. Oh, man. But I want to watch the reality show about the people who line up for Sasuke. Like, I want to watch them, like, chilling in their tents and getting there, like, three weeks early. You do? Yeah. My favorite part of Survivor was Ponderosa. I have no idea what that means. I don't, I don't know what that is. Okay. I heard favorite, and then the rest of it sounded like gibberish. Okay, so there's, in Survivor, there's a web series. I think we should stop soon. In Survivor, there's a web series <laughs> that happens after uh, you get to a jury point where people have to stay on the island. I am getting a bunch of just dead <laughs> stares right now. Anyway, once there's a jury on Survivor, those people have to stay on the island because they're part of the jury. So that means they have to stay somewhere while the show is still going on. So are these so, people that have gotten kicked off the island they, who now become the jury on the island? Yes. So there comes a point where, like, the tribes merge and everyone who's eliminated at that point is on the jury that then votes on the final winner of Survivor. Sure. Those people have to stay on the island. So there's a web series that just follows them while they're hanging out on Ponderosa while the actual competition's going on. And I always enjoyed that more than actual Survivor. Do they still do this or did they discontinue this series? I'm pretty sure it's still online. Do they They still do do Survivor? Yes. They should do that. They should basically just do that with... They should make... um, Are you going to say every reality show should have that? Because I agree 100%. Yeah. (laughs) They should make Bachelor in Paradise just that. They should film, like, Bachelor and Bachelorette concurrently. Mm -hmm. And then... (laughs) And then just, like... As you get eliminated, you go to Paradise. Yeah. That's basically what they do anyway. They should just, like, take it to the next level. Yeah. You'd really feel the impact. Because it would all be happening at the same time. Yeah, and I think it would change the game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you think it would change the game? It would change the bat the game on The Bachelor. Like if you weren't feeling it, we kind of want to go. Kind of want to go home, and then your tactics change. Or you, yeah, you want to go to paradise yeah. because you're like fighting them on. Mm-hmm. So what I've realized, the four of us on a podcast together is just pitching different shows <laughs> that should happen. It's just pitch time. Special thanks to Danny Avad of the Weeping Willards. You can find no. Are we not doing that now? We did it all out of order. <laughs> oh, sorry, is that is it? Are we done now? I hope so. I do hope so. I feel like we probably should. I didn't, be. Even, I didn't even get a chance to put a button on the whole bit by saying we're going to call our new podcast Pitch Fest. Pitch Fest. I like that. I like Pitch Fest. Pitches, pitches ain't shit. Pitches ain't shit. <laughs> 20, 2018. That's twenty probably yeah, twenty eighteen. Pitches ain't shit. I got ninety nine problems, but a pitch ain't one. Oh. <laughs> No, we plug our uh, social channels. So you can follow us at A&W Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah. Um, please also find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you can leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. Yeah. We, we would also appreciate that. If please. you left us a review. No, if you, if you, left, you or, left Ruin My Life a review, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook, Ruin My Life Cast. So thanks to Danny About of the Weeping Willers for use of his song uh, "Outside in the Rain" no, we, we from his this, self-titled album. We can't album, do this because I don't know. The name I don't know who does your thing. His name is Alex Barosa. Barosa. Barosa, dancing like a maniac. Is he in the Weeping Willers? No, <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care. So also thank you, Alex Barosa, for use of your song "Dancing Like a Maniac." You can find him on ccmixture.org. Special thanks to Carly Sussman, who designed our logo for "Ruin My Life." You can find her work at carly-rose.com. Uh, this feels kind of awkward now, but what the heck? If you want to listen to Andrew Ninja Warrior, it stars uh, friends of the podcast Sarah Shepard and Andrew Favoloro as they attempt to get Andrew on American Ninja Warrior. It's a lot of fun. They're usually not this drunk. <laughs> yeah, this is all. None of this is going in. Let's just not do the plugs. Wow. Okay. Um, While you're at it, you might want to check out our 
Sister Daddy podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. See, this is what I'm saying. No cross flags this episode. We don't need that. That was so uncomfortable and wrong. We now would like to officially announce the launch of our network, Sister Daddy podcast. <laughs> Sister, daddy, huh? <laughs> oh my god, I'm just pee my pants. <laughs> we, have we have 17, 17 more, more of these. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Sorry, everyone. Oh. <laughs> I love how exasperated we both sound. <laughs> they wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up, only I can mention me. They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up, only I can mention me. Only I can mention me. Only I can mention me. You, One beer? You, you, so much better. You, you, you need to find a way to be closer to the mic. Well, I figured we would just kind of like try to take like turns. Okay. Hi. Okay. okay. So that's, that's a good thought, but I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. How's yeah. this? Are we good? Is that mic close enough? Mm-hmm. If you can move, push it even closer. To the edge. <laughs> exactly. This is a podcast. No, do that. <laughs> Live it on the edge. This is not an ASMR thing. Okay. So... Or, <laughs> so this is going to be our podcast we spin off in this episode, our ASMR podcast. I don't like that. I don't you have the that. best radio voice out of any of us. I know, but I don't like ASMR. You want to you buy a binaural microphone with two big plastic ears on them and put the whole ear right in your mouth on camera? Wait, what? You guys don't know what ASMR is? I do know what ASMR is. That's what it is. I get, I get the tingles, and I don't like getting the tingles. You should watch the videos, though. If you don't the like videos, tingles, are, you should not watch the videos. I the video. do not like the tingles. Did you say that there's a microphone with headphones on it no with two ears on it why do microphones need ears so you can put them in your mouth i don't understand the question <laughs> but it's to it's to really get gross <laughs>